room, the ushers are going to stand up and they'll be looking and, and just wait, kind of wave at them a little bit. They'll bring you a Bible. It's our gift to you. Want to make sure everybody's got a copy of the Word of God. You guys got your Bible. Let's get in the book every day. Every day. How many of you know that uh, according to the Word of God, we're kings and priests. We rule and reign with Christ. According to Revelations 22.5, you're going to rule and reign with Him forever. So you might as well get started. Right? I said you might as well get started. You rule. You reign in Christ. You're ruling and reigning. Sometimes what we're, what we're doing here at church is we're getting training for reigning. Right? We're, we're wrapping our mind around realities of God's Word so that we can, so that we can reign with uh, legitimate authority, with real results. Ecclesiastes 8.4, I think it is, it says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. The word power means the ability to get results. How I many you know God wants results to be being produced in your life? Amen. Well, when you get in the position of your authority, your word, your word, connected with God's word, in alignment with God's word, empowered by God's word, has the power to get results. Might as well begin to rule and reign in your life. Might as well cross over from the life of being ruled to the life of ruling in Him. Tonight, I just, uh, you know, it's a hundredfold weekend. There's so much stuff going on in the church and great things. And uh, uh, there, there's also warfare and uh, strategies of the enemy to try to stop what God is doing. And uh, there, there's, it, it can look like chaos and confusion, but we don't look at that. We look at the end that God declared at the beginning. Sometimes between the beginning and the end, the middle ain't so good. I think the King James says it sucketh. There are, there are moments in your, in your journey when the middle is a storm. You got the shore promise given, the shore promise received, separated by the sea of storms. I don't know why we, are, we act like we're shocked that in the middle of a storm the wind would blow and that we might get wet. It's a storm. You know, it's kind of like living where we live and being surprised when it's windy. That should not surprise you when the wind blows. You shouldn't be shocked when opposition comes. shouldn't be moved by it. That's why we got to cross over from knowing about God to really knowing God. Amen? Really knowing God. You know, the, the plans... That, that God has for us and for you. They're, they're great and they're, they're, they're to prosper us, not to harm us. And we got the hope of a future and, uh, you know, uh, buildings and increase and all of that. Uh, you know, I'd love to really talk about it tonight, but I can't. I, I don't have enough time. I've got to give you the word. So I want you to open your Bible, if you would, and we're just going to jump right in here. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to read verse 24 through 27. From the message. It says, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs. One wins. Run to win. Look at your neighbor say, run to win. Verse 25 says, all good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. But you're after one that's gold eternally. This thing, this thing is a little bit more important sometimes than we let on. The, the lifestyle, the journey that we are on is 
much more vital sometimes than we, than we act like. We, we act like it's not that special, not that important, not that... Guys, this thing is... What God has put in our hand is everything. It's everything. Look at verse 26. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. Because I don't like the middle. Sometimes the middle is so inconvenient. Transition bites. Change is not easy. Everybody loves the product of change. Nobody enjoys the process. But can I just share this truth with you that greatness is just the other side of inconvenience. A great marriage is just the other side of a couple of marital hardships. You don't have to end it. Yeah, but he and she didn't, and they didn't. You don't. You don't have to cave in, give up, and quit. Financial freedom's just the other side of some financial inconveniences. Physical health, just the other side. It's just 15, 20 minutes of being really sore. Run hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. Look at your neighbor and say, keep an eye on your slop. (laughs) Guys, i got to tell you something. Sometimes our slop gets on other folk. Come on now. You know that you've, you've got your stuff on other people. One reason you've got to take care of your slop is because you have convinced the world that you're not sloppy. And they think that that junk is theirs. When a lot of times, they just got that from hanging out with you. Oh, you're preaching good, Tom. (laughs) I know I am. Verse 27. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping. Tell everybody else about it and then missing out myself. There is an awareness that we must come to. God is calling us as individuals, as family units, as a corporate body to cross over. To go to another level, to, to, to get men in his presence. Come on, guys. Let's get to intimate relationship. Let's get to spirit truth worship. Let, let, let's go somewhere. Don't hang out back there with the crowd. Leave the crowd behind. Get up here. Get where I want you. Don't just talk about it. Get there and do it. Get there, get there and do it. Look at your neighbor and say, man, this is really good for you. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, I think. Yeah. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Don't be afraid. Have I not commanded you, be strong? Can I remind you, how do you get strong? 
knowing God. How do you get strong? Knowing God. Daniel 11.32, the people who know God are strong. They are doers. They do the right stuff at the right time, get the right results. They have more than enough strength. Why? Because they know God. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Guys, this is the church. This is the, the verse for, for this house. This is, a, this is a word that God gave us when we started shopping for property. When we, where should we go? Where should it be? Where should we put it? God said, I'll be with you wherever you go. You don't, know, you don't, you don't realize how, how liberating that statement is when God says to you, you go wherever, wherever. Wherever. I'm going I'm to be there. I'm gonna be there. Should we be in Pasco? You want to be in Pasco? Should we go to Richland? Should you want to go? You, where you want to be? All of them. We're going. Look at verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days, you will cross over this Jordan to go into the land which I've given to you. You're going to cross over. Look at your neighbor say, you're going to cross over. Look at Joshua 3. Joshua 3, verses 1 through 3. Joshua rose early in the morning. They set out from Acacia Grove and came to the... Uh, Jordan and he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. Verse 2. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. They commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, you shall set out from your place and go after it. Look at your neighbor and say, go after it. Now, I just need you to get, get your mind with me now because now we're, we're going to cruise, all right? We're going to cruise because we got pot luck. And you know we can't let the chicken get cold. we got to get back there and partake. Okay? So here's the deal. I need to cross over. You need to cross over. We need to cross over. God's taking us someplace. And he said to these guys, you know what? When you see the ark going, when you see the presence of God moving, go after that. Go after that. Make sure you're obligated to the right thing. Guys, make sure in your life, in your heart, in your mind, that you get obligated to the right thing. I know sometimes it's easy to get our eyes off of the presence of God, off of, uh, off of the, the plan of God, and connect to people of God. But that might not be the right thing. God said, I want you to be led by my Spirit. I got to tell you a little something, something about people. All of us have a tendency of manifesting humanity. You and I make mistakes. But God knows where he's going. As good as I am. And that's good. I can get lost. Can't you? I remember one time Shelby and I were 
headed out to the... Well, you know, it, it's... I can get lost. I just didn't know I could get lost in Nisa. You know, wandering all around, and Shelby's looking at me, and, you know, do you know where you are? Oh, yeah. I had not a clue. Just wandering around out there, you know, took a 15-minute drive, took me an hour and a half. God's not lost. Get obligated to the right thing. Get your eyes on the right thing. Be, be committed to the right thing. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose for our lives and for, for this body. God's got a plan. Make sure you connect to the right thing. We might let you down. He never will. He never will. We might make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. Get committed to the right thing. Don't fear failing. Fear not trying. Fear settling in where you are. Fear, be afraid that you're going to become complacent. Be afraid. Check yourself. Man, I, I can't allow myself to go back and get lazy and fall back into sloppy living. Because that will bite you. And then my slop's getting mixed up with your slop. And our slop's getting on those folks. And they never had no slop till they got next to us. And then... They're realizing that they've been following us and we all sloppy. Don't forget the little ships. So don't forget the little ships that are following you. If you'll get committed to the right thing, you'll cross over at the right time to the right thing in the right place. And those coming behind you will also. But if you mess it up, you're not just messing it up for you. You're, you're messing it up for other people. There's certain areas in, in our life that we mess up every day and we get over it before we go to bed. But there's other folks out there that just didn't quite get the revelation. You know, guys, you, you, if you learn anything you know, about me, realize this. You want to look at God a lot. Don't follow just because, you know, ooh, I, my eyes are on Tom. Tom said, what does God say? You know, been a lot of places. I don't want us to be a house that when, when I'm out of the pulpit, the chairs are empty. We don't come to worship me. We come to worship God. I realize we don't have that problem, and I, my lifestyle usually takes care of it. My personality, there aren't too many people here going, Rot up. <laughs> Now you have an understanding as to why I'm this way. I <laughs> Better keep moving. Cross over. Cross over into spirit truth worship. Cross over into intimate relationship. Leave the crowd who's satisfied with knowing about God. And cross over into relevant relationship with Christ. Have the heart that's after God's heart. A, A clean heart. Pure heart. Pure heart. Pure heart. You know what messes up a... Pure heart, pride. Pride can just ruin a good day. 
Everything's going great and pride shows up. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And better is to be patient in spirit than to be proud in spirit. Pride can mess you up. Well, how does pride show up? Well, we, we look down on people or we think we're better than other people. Or we, those are all manifestations of hardcore pride. But can I tell you the worst form of pride that destroys more believers and they're totally unaware? It's when pride comes in the fashion of being unteachable. When you think you already know all there is to know and nobody can tell you anything. It's pride. It's pride. When you sit in your chair and say, I heard that before. I know. If, you, if, if we really know, where is a manifestation? I'm telling you, God's taken us to a different place. We can't justify the place we're at. There was life when we got here. But we sucked all that up now. Now we're going to a new place where there's a new level of real life, God life. See, we suck the life out of everywhere we go. We're supposed to, so that we can cross over now. Cross over. See, because sometimes I'll make statements like cross over into relevant relationship. And I don't know why everybody in the room thinks I'm talking to the guy sitting next to you. Oh, my wife really needs that. Jesus, help her. Jesus, just reach your hand towards Shelby right now. She's getting older. She's, she's 35. You know, Jesus, help my wife become more real with you. No, he's talking to me. He's talking to you. Get real in the presence of God. Don't be such a faker. Don't try to make it... What would happen, it's just a question, just a question, and I know i got to hurry because I'm out of time already, but just a question, can I ask, just this question. Is it possible that you could be wrong in one area? <gasps> Guess not. Glasses, need to read my notes, quit meddling. Cross over to a more excellent Relationship Better by far. The highest of them all. Remember 1 Corinthians 12.31 in the Amplified. He said, I, all of these things are great, but I'm going to show you a much more excellent way. Better by far. The highest of them all. Can I ask you something? Your personal relationship with God, does that describe it? Better by far than it could possibly be. Higher than all. Because that's where God wants to take you. Relationally, God wants to take you to a place that is so much better than anything you've ever known. we got to cross over. Look at this, Joshua 3, verse 5. Joshua 3, 5. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. You're gonna do, God's going to do uh, wonders among you. Sanctify yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, get clean. Isn't it weird? But silly sin keeps you from crossing over. Silly sin. Silly sin. Stuff that you don't think should matter, which is keeping you from getting to where God wants you. 
not, not just the great big open oozing sores that everybody can see. No, it's, it's those little hidden things that you keep covering and justifying. Those little attitudes that you hang on to because you know, you know, you have a right to, f- to think that way towards those people because you should have seen what they said and the way that they said it to you. You, you must remember that the enemy. How, how did the, how did the guy, how did the fighter put it? The enemy is enemy. Enemy, enemy. Not in a you, enemy. It's kind of got an Italian thing going there, huh? The enemy is enemy. Baba, what Baba? The enemy is enemy. He's not in a you, he's enemy. When you, when you look in the mirror every morning, that's the guy you got to wrestle with. That's the one you got to bring into submission. That's the one you got to conquer. It's not what they said to you. It's not how they said it. It's not whether they're right or wrong. No, it's whether you're smart or stupid. Uh, the Bible calls it wise or foolish. Now, I'm going to break it down in our vernacular. Are you smart or dumb? Because many of us live dumb. We can't get to where God wants us because we're not smart enough to realize that God's trying to change us. He's dealing with them. That's between them and God. That's, that, you know what, guys? Every day. Can I just tell you something right now? You know, I get letters. And they, they're not, like, filled with money. Matter of fact, some of them want refunds. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have challenges every day. I have... Uh, you know, things, cutting things. You know. I, can't, I can't let the stuff. And, and can I just share with some of you guys that some of your slop got on me? I mean, all, really, if, if you're in the house, your slop suddenly becomes my slop. Now, what is up with that? Because when you irritate and offend and tick off, they don't call you. I'm going to start posting your name, picture, and number on the Internet and say, call them. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to vent. I'm more more surprised that it's anointed. (laughs) Clean yourself. Clean yourself. You want to go where God wants you to go? Now, come on, guys. I got to talk to you like you're mature. You want to get to where you want to go? Take care of you. Clean yourself. Look, look at verse. Is, is, did I give you any more verses? Joshua 13. How about 313? Did I give you that one? 13. That's a one and a three. There it is. It shall come to pass, look at this, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. The waters that come down from the... Okay, as soon as, the, as, soon as they put... As soon as somebody gets their feet wet. Somebody... Well, when God parts the water, I'll come across. Somebody's got to be willing to get their feet wet. Somebody's got to wait on out in there a little bit and listen to the crowd say, it ain't working. Knew we shouldn't have done that. 
which is usually followed up just within a few moments by, I was with you all the way. It was my idea. He ran off with it. Hello. Two fundamentals that have got to be embraced. One, you're not a victim. I said you are not a victim. When you blame others, you relinquish your authority to do anything about the situation. You don't sit in your situation, your circumstances. That's the circle you stand in. If you would stand up in there and move out, you wouldn't be there no more. You are not a victim. Somebody say amen. And number two, crossing over is a non-negotiable. Well, let's vote. You don't vote. You obey. When God says, you go there, he actually thinks you going there. Well, who does he think he is? To not let me vote. To not let me think about it. I should pray about it. God's telling you. Who are you going to pray to? I got to pray about forgiving them. Dumb. Wise is just get her done. Right? I really got to pray about this tithing thing. Stupid. Man, to get what God wants you for you, you just do what he says. Just walk in love, walk in forgiveness, do what God says. Get where God wants you. Man, I'm way over. Four things. I'm going to just read them. Four, four reasons people don't cross over. Okay, four reasons people do not cross over. Number one, the minute you cross over, you lose the manna. See, you, you cross from where you got up every morning and breakfast was on the ground to where you got to go cook it yourself. I like everyday miracles. God likes everyday faithfulness. What is faithfulness? It's to be found doing this last thing you were told to do. I want manna. Well, then stay back there. But don't complain that you missed out on what God had for you. Right? He who is willing to tolerate ought not to complain. Number two, why, why won't people cross over? Because on the other side, there's a fight. There's giants in the land. See, we can wander around in the wilderness for 40 years and the only fight we got is with each other. See, that's how many of you should recognize you haven't crossed over yet. You still mad at the people you go to church with? If you have run with the footmen and they have worried thee, how will you contend with the horses? If in the land of peace you couldn't make it, what are you going to do in the flooding of the Jordan? And he's talking about, he's talking to Jeremiah and dealing with his family. If your family's kicking your butt, wait till you see your enemy. Hello? There's giants over there. I like it back here where nobody bothers me. That's because your mediocre life nobody wants. The devil don't mess with me. It's because he don't want your mediocre stuff. Yeah, I'm just happy to just live in the car out in the parking lot and come in every once in a while and get some free chicken. 
But God wants you to live a life of prosperity. And there's a fight. Oh, man, I tell you what. The next time I preach this with more time, it's going to even be better. Number three. Number three. Third reason people don't cross over. They don't want to deal with the responsibilities and the duties. Because when you cross over, guess what? You're taking on a new level of responsibility. You're not a, you're, you're not a tenant anymore. You're a landlord. See, when you're a tenant and the toilet backs up, you call somebody. But when you're a landlord, you just got to deal with the crap. Come on, a Saturday night. Sometimes you got to deal with your own slop. Hello? You got to be a landlord. You got to have responsibility. You, you can't look at somebody else and blame them because you ain't got breakthrough. Your victory is your responsibility. Yours. Well, you, you, you haven't called on me. I probably won't. You know, isn't it weird? There are things when, that, with, with people... And, and I've learned over the years that when, then certain things that people do when it really irritates me, as soon as I get over it, not when they stop, when I get over it, they no longer even want to do it. And they don't even know it's bothering me. Trying to get my boys to learn this, uh, you know, in their life. That when, you know, when, when what your brothers do, when, when it just gets under your skin, if you can just learn to, you know, if you can just let it go, and about the time you do, they just quit for some reason. If you can just get over, if you can just cross over some certain things, some things that just drive you nuts no longer can. But it's your responsibility. It's not praying and asking God to send fire down from heaven and consume those nasty sinners. I've tried that. I won't say, and you're still here, but it would be a good line. Just be a funny line, a joke. Funny. Ha 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 ha. Fourth reason people won't cross over. This one I got to talk about for a second. Because they struggle with spiritual authority. Did you write that down? No, we're going to ignore that one. They'll lose their mana. They'll have to fight. They'll have to deal. And they have to follow. It's easy to come up with reasonable excuses as to why we shouldn't follow leadership. Submission is an interesting thing. See, my boys, I can make them obey, but I cannot make them submit. Submission is a choice. There is a season in life that I make my boys obey. But there's also a season when I have to allow them the freedom to choose to submit, knowing that they could choose not to. But the choice to submit shows a new level of maturity. There are certain things. There, there are certain things, certain things that, uh, uh, that you might think ought to be handled a certain way. But when leadership says this is the way we're doing it, and you choose to su- surrender to that, even though you don't want to, that's when submission has value. You know, submission don't count when you're getting to do what you want, when you want, how you want, as long as you want. Submission is when 
you find yourself doing something you would never do had it been left up to you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in home teams right now, we're getting ready to, to we've asked the home teams to show uh, Truth Project. We're doing Truth Project. We want everybody in the church to see Truth Project. Some, some of us don't want to take that time out. But submission, that's when submission counts, when you do what you wouldn't normally do because leadership has asked you to. It's not unbiblical. It's just leadership. You know, you're looking at all this property and all of these different choices, and we're going to build, and, well, I want this building, I want this, this type, I want that. But when the choice is made, when, when the body comes together and they say, okay, we choose to align ourselves with the vision of the house, that's submission. That's how you cross over. There are areas in our lives where God's asking us to cross over, and i got to tell you something, and, and uh, whether you believe me or not, I don't care, uh, I'm just not a real big control freak. Different ministries doing different things. They can just go, you know, have at it. Pass the baton. They don't even see me for nine months unless things are going bad. But I know that to go to a new level, it means that we have to be prepared for a greater level of submission. God wants to give us greater authority. We're going to have to be willing to operate at a greater level of submission. Uh, I know it's a challenge. I know it's a challenge. There, there are times when it's easy and times when it's not. Am I right, my brother? Not, not to uh, do anything awkward or to put Jim in a weird spot, but tonight I just want to tell you that, that Jim had some challenges in life. And leadership said, you know what, Jim? We are committed to you for life. But you can't be a pastor until you get breakthrough. Now, if he was in my place, I don't think he'd do it any differently. But I don't think he would. But it doesn't matter because he's not in my place. And you know what? I, one of the things I just got to love and appreciate about Jim is that he's chosen to submit to that. So we are connected for life. There, there's just stuff that's going on. And you know what? It's so easy because I know one of the, one of the warfare. Well, why, why would you say that in church? So that you know. You know, I, I want to, you got to hear my heart. I want to do, and Jim knows this. Jim, Jim has been part of my life for over 25 years. He is family. He's part of my family. And I will take a bullet for Jim. He knows I'll fight to the end some of you guys, oh, I won't say that. <laughs> I don't know what level of maturity you're at just yet. This is, we're asking you to get to, to a new level of maturity right now. I'm not trying to embarrass Jim, but the fact is, is that in my ambition to protect Jim, there's too much confusion because you don't know what's going on. So just got to tell you. you know, And, and uh, I'm going to give Jim a chance to tell you himself. But the fact is, is that we got to get where God wants us, which means that we have to be willing to submit. I call my radar. I get the trustees in the house together. We make decisions. And when we get into positive agreement, we're acting on them. It's a higher level of, it's a higher level of submission, a higher level of authority flow, because God's taken us to a different place. God's taken us to a different place. Well, I don't think you should do that. Well, this is a great opportunity then for you to submit. But what I'm not going to allow happen 
with the wisdom of God and the wisdom that God uh, and the men of God that God surrounded me with, I'm not going to allow the enemy to take something that shouldn't really be anything more than a speed bump in anybody's life and cause it to be detrimental to the future of the house. Amen. So realize that you got to start cooking when you cross over. And you got to start fighting. And you got to take responsibility. And you've got to submit. And if you don't do it, then you spend your life looking at the promised land, but never living in it. Because of the inconvenience that separated you from the experience of greatness. Greatness is just an inconvenience away. We want to cross over. I said we want to cross over. We want, we choose to cross over. Do you, do you make that choice? Are you willing to make that choice, cross over? If you're here tonight and say, you know what, I, I'm ready to cross over. I want you to just stand your feet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cross over. I, I, I'm, ready, I'm ready to just take responsibility. I'm ready to start cooking. Re- ready to, to uh, uh, fight every battle necessary. Ready to, to deal with the duties of being a landlord. And ready to surrender my life, my will, my plan, my rights. I want you just to lift your hands up and we're going to just make a declaration tonight together to God. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I am yours. Totally yours. I surrender to you, God. Use my life for your glory. Use my life to live for you. Demonstrate your power through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give the Lord a shout and a praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we magnify you. Come on, thank him for victory and for breakthrough. God, we glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify you, King. Father, we close the door to the enemy. Not just at the church, in the people's homes. We close the door to the enemy. Your word says, give no place to the devil. So that implies that he can't have a place lest we give it. So we close the door. We close the door to deception. We close the door to brokenness. We close the door to poverty. We close the door. Father, we ask that healing and life come back into the places of our lives that we've allowed ourselves to be sloppy. It said, cleanse yourself. Prepare for the journey. Father, right now, as individuals, we ask you to help us prepare, make ready in advance. To cleanse ourselves. God, I know that you can't take anything from me. I've got to give it. So the things that are hidden in the secret compartments of my life, God, I open the door now and pour my life out.
God, I want to be clean in your sight. I want to break the spirit of pride that would try to cause me to be unteachable so that I'd miss what you have. As individuals, God, we cry out to you right now. Cleanse us. Make us whole. Make us healthy. Make us strong. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you give God one more hand tonight? I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Turn and give somebody a high five. Tell them I'm living Zoe style. Hang out for potluck and wish Miss Shelby a happy birthday. Amen.